Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Would you live with cockroaches? Well, I mean, we already do live with cockroaches, but would you let them into the house knowingly? One North Carolina pest control company is uh, asking you for uh, 2000 bucks to allow 100 American cockroaches into your home for a pest control treatment study. As technology advances, we're always looking for the newest and greatest ways to rid of pests, cockroaches specifically. The pest informer said in an advertisement for the study, I am a fan of the pest informer. The company explained that it's looking for five to seven homeowning volunteers to test out a specific pest control technique. Those who sign up for the study would be paid to admit hundreds of new tenants into their homes for a period of 30 days. The pest informer, you know it, you love it, will then use the new technique to attempt to eradicate the roaches and gauge how effective this treatment is. If the treatment isn't effective, you could end up with a lot more than a hundred cockroaches in your house. You may want to end up just burning it down. So uh, for 2000 bucks, I would ask for a lot more. I mean, I, I'm willing to do it, but for more than $2,000. According to the founder of The Pest Informer, uh, the company has received 2,200 applications for the study. Yeah, bring them in. I've already got them. <laughs> now, you're going to be required to allow The Pest Informer to film the treatment and you're not permitted to use any other cockroach treatments for the duration of the study. You've got to be, you know, 21 years or older and must either own the home or have written permission from the owner. If the new pest control treatment doesn't work, the company is offering to get rid of the cockroaches using traditional methods at no additional cost. Now, I moved into the first house we moved into in Florida. When we moved in, man, it was inundated with roaches it was bad uh, roaches and ants and i spent a long time really just hosing down that house and creating a barrier and that's all we can do is as you know we whatever dwelling we're in we create barriers right okay it's okay for you to be out there and us in here you stay out there we'll be in here okay now if you break that barrier we will kill you <laughs> <laughs> but uh i'm uh, i don't know i don't know that i'm willing to do that i mean carolinas have got some serious cockroaches and in fact south carolina is where i had that cockroach crawl across me at a hotel in columbia south carolina a few years back and believe me you do not want that experience you wake up you're awake immediately and i mean i hunted it down <laughs> In the middle of the night i don't know what time it was i think it was like two o'clock in the morning something like that and you're awake and i hunted that son of a gun down now i should say i hunted a cockroach down i'm assuming that the one i killed in that hotel room was the one that crawled across my chest at two o'clock in the morning but i don't know that for sure but for two thousand bucks to let a hundred of them in the house i mean in today's world sure bring them in drop them off what's the worst can happen Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. (laughs) 
Okay, so one of the things in this story, I'm still stuck on the cockroach story. American cockroaches are the largest of the house-infesting roach species in the United States. They can grow as big as three inches long, uh, about the size of a human thumb. Yes, I've seen them. Uh, they have wings and they can fly, but do so rarely. But they do fly. I have seen them. They are commonly found in basements and crawl spaces and any warm, damp areas. While they prefer to live outdoors, do they? They can enter homes in search of food and water and are commonly found in kitchens and bathrooms. Yes, I am aware. Fortunately, according to this, American cockroaches reproduce at slower rates than other cockroach species. However, the female will lay about 16 eggs in a protective capsule. So you let a hundred of them in, <laughs> you could be letting more than that in for quite some time. Unfortunately, uh, their odorous secretions can alter the taste of food in the home and they pick up and spread disease causing bacteria. That's it though. <laughs> so 2000 bucks gets you a hundred cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> that does not sound like it's worth it. I could use the two grand, and I know you could too, but I would consider highly uh, the answer to be no uh, for only $2,000 for 100 cockroaches. Oof, oof. And if their new treatment doesn't work, I mean, they got to bring in the old treatment. So you're talking about months of fighting these son of a guns. Oh, man, I do not recommend that. I just don't. Uh, and speaking of, uh, you know, spreading disease and, uh, bacteria, I see now where monkeypox, uh, DNA found in semen in a handful of cases. <laughs> uh, that's it though. Just, uh, it's possible that you could have sexual transmission of the disease of monkeypox and the who, uh, you know, not the band, uh, not the question of who, but who the world health organization considers renaming monkeypox virus. Oh, that's the problem. The name, right. You know, we want to want to minimize the stigma, racism. Really? Monkeypox is racist? Okay. I guess there are more than 30 international scientists that said last week that monkeypox label is discriminatory and stigmatizing, and there's an urgent need to rename it. Is there? The current name doesn't fit with WHO guidelines that recommend avoiding geographic regions and animal names. Oh, okay. Well, is there, were there any ideas of what we should call it? No, not yet. But we're consulting with experts in orthopox viruses. That's the family to which monkeypox belongs. On more appropriate names. Other disease names that run counter to the guidelines include swine flu. Oh, yes, we need to change that, too. Uh, yes, naming diseases should be done with the aim to minimize the negative impact. Yeah, you don't want to have negative impact to a, you know, virus that's raging around the world. You don't want that. You don't want to, you want to avoid any cultural, social, national, regional, professional, or ethnic groups. <laughs> So look for a new name for monkeypox and then that new name will be, you know, the name and it will be, uh, the new name formerly monkeypox. So it's going to be monkeypox forever. I got news for you. 
World Health Organization for Animal Health and the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations. It will always be new name, formerly monkeypox. So it's still going to be out there. And I guess it's racist because most stories, and not all, but most stories show a picture of a black person with monkeypox when they talk about the monkeypox outbreak in North America and the United Kingdom. So they're pissed. They want the media to stop using those images. Yeah, we don't want people to actually see what it looks like on the people who have had it and where they got it from. We don't want any of that. That's just amazing. You know, I watched a show on HBO. I think it was HBO. It's called Emergency. might have been Netflix. I forget now. Um, it might have been even Prime. I, I, I watched a couple of movies this weekend, on, aside from going to the theater and watching Jurassic Park on Friday. Uh, I watched uh, The Card Counter on HBO, which, oof, oof, boring. And it was not what I expected it to be. I wanted to like the show. And it did not, uh, it was, I didn't, under, it was really boring. Was, we'll just leave it at that. It was really boring. The, the card counter on HBO Max. I, I know it was supposed to be really good. And it was supposed to be about redemption. It's a long game. And Paul Schrader's The Card Counter is supposed to be great. And it's told with Schrader's trademark cinematic intensity. The revenge thriller tells the story of an ex-military interrogator turned gambler haunted by the ghosts of his past. And it was just, I wanted to like it, but it was really, really boring. And then I watched Emergency, and yeah, it was on Prime. Uh, it was uh, ready for a night of legendary partying. Three college students must weigh the pros and cons of calling the police when faced with an unexpected situation. Now, I enjoyed Emergency. There were some really funny parts, some really good scenes, uh, really funny. However, I will say that they want you to believe that most of this was because they were black. And had they done what they should have done in the very beginning, it would not have happened. All these other things would not have happened. It was just... I enjoyed the movie and I got it. And it was, you know, it was, there was funny parts and sad parts and, you know, characters that, that you liked. I got it. But what they want you to take away from it, I did not. So, you know, sorry. If you have an opportunity to watch it, you can email me, chewingthefatoftheblaze.com and let me know if you uh, got uh, a better reaction than I did. I enjoyed the movie very much and I did enjoy the characters, but what I know they wanted me to take away from the movie, I did not have that happen. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, man. And I see why we took away the black Coke Zero bottle, uh, because uh, they just announced a new Jack and Coke brand. Uh, there's going to be a Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola and the Jack Daniels Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Uh, and it's in black cans. So you've got the Jack Daniels old number seven brand with the red Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar on the front. It looks really cool. Uh, and I mean, why not? This should have happened a long time ago, right? Uh, Jack and Coke. Uh, is the drink, right? And so they, uh, look, it's, it brings together two classic American icons, 
to deliver consumers a taste experience they love in a way that is consistent, convenient, and portable. The new drink will accelerate expansion and continue to grow our business around the world. Now, for those of you here in the U.S. that are thinking, hey, when can I get my new Jack and Coke in a can? Yeah, not until next year. Uh, Maybe sometime next year. Now, you can go down to Mexico and pick it up because uh, they're going to go ahead and launch it down there. That's nice of them. Uh, You know, that's a great market. And uh, both brands are popular there. Yeah, because both Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola aren't popular here in America, but uh, they're they're ready to drink market there is uh, is top notch. So we're going to go ahead and launch it in Mexico. And then sometime soon, we'll get it to America. Don't worry about it, okay? <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I might have to try it. It's been a long time. I don't, I haven't, I haven't really been a drinker for a long, long time. My first wife, used to love uh rum and cokes captain captain morgan uh rum and coke but uh jack and coke was a big drink for a lot of my friends and uh you know i i have partaken in a few jack and cokes uh in my day so an ice cold can of jack daniels and coca-cola zero sugar might not be bad i don't know if it's worth going to mexico for but you know, I'll wait till it launches here. Now the Rolling Stones are on tour and they are touring the world. However, uh, the latest concert and maybe a couple in in the future now have uh, been canceled because, uh, Mick, uh, just contracted COVID-19. I know. So they released a statement saying, Hey, uh, Jagger has COVID and, uh, we're canceling the concert in Amsterdam. Sorry. We didn't, well, we didn't think Mick would test positive. Uh, he experienced some symptoms of COVID upon the arrival at the stadium. And so we pulled the plug on the concert. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so they've got, the, the tour includes 14 shows to be played in 10 different countries in Europe. And so we'll see what happens. Their next show is scheduled in burn switzerland on june 17th today if you're listening live is the 14th of june 2022 so we'll see if mick tests positive or still showing symptoms by the 17th so burn uh switzerland could be canceled and then they have milan italy on the 21st of june and then they're supposed to be in london on the 25th of june so we'll see we shall see if uh, the Stones uh, make it to, well, they probably go to London, right? Mick's not going to have COVID at the end of June. That's another 10 days. No way. Uh, no way. But maybe, maybe burn. Uh, you might be out. You might be out of Stone Stop. Sorry. Well, they said, hey, we're going to reschedule. We'll, you know, the tickets will be rescheduled. Uh, you know, it could be used at the later date. Sorry. Uh, now they, that's what they said originally, right? That's what the stones released, but, uh, it could happen that, uh, yeah, just turn your tickets in and get your cash back. We're sorry. What a shame. Uh, there's some posters for sale. <laughs> you can go ahead and get your money back from the website you bought them from, or bring them back to the, to the location at the, uh, at the arena and get your money back. And uh, we're sorry, man. We wish we could have been there, but we're not. 
What a shame. And I see where Ozzy has got COVID again, too. And I don't know. I said again. I don't know if Ozzy's had COVID. No, I don't think he has. I think Ozzy's been pretty safe. Right, because Sharon was saying, Sharon did an interview about how Ozzy just went through another big surgery to put pins in his neck and his back, and they realigned it from the fall that he had. Remember, he fell and uh, threw everything out of alignment and busted up his body again. And so he went through another surgery and then he got COVID and she said he went through the entire pandemic without getting COVID. And now that he's got this surgery and he's convalescing, uh, he's going to, now he has to deal with COVID too. So we'll see. We'll see what happens to the old Oster. (laughs) I mean, he's 73 now. Holy cow. And Jagger is what? 78. So, I mean, it's not like they're spring chickens getting COVID. They're in great shape, though, which is good. And they have access to, you know, top-notch health care, which is good. So, you know, they're probably going to be okay. But you never know. Speaking of concerts, did you see the guy (laughs) at the Harry Styles concert? Uh, it's close to the end of the show and you don't really see it all happen. You know, just some, there's someone, a camera, I don't know whose camera it was, uh, was filming Harry on stage and you see this body fly by the camera. He fell off one of the upper decks into the the bottom of the floor. (laughs) He lived though. He lived everything. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I mean, that's what they said. I'm guessing that, you know, why would they lie? But then if you watch the show hacks, On HBO Max, you had the guy, she was filming her big show. Uh Oh, this is a spoiler alert for uh, those of you that haven't watched Hacks yet. So I'm just letting you know. There's just one scene. It doesn't spoil the whole thing. But uh, she's filming her show. And uh, it's a you know big time uh, personal film for uh, what she's hoping to sell to a Netflix or you know whoever a streaming platform. And uh, this guy has this heart attack and keels over in the crowd, and everybody's freaking out and going crazy. And they drag him out, and he dies in the lobby. And so her manager comes back in, and uh, they're trying to get over it. And she's saying, you know, they're taking care of it now. Everything's fine. And the manager is in the is standing there in the audience, and it's like he has a choice of whether to say, uh, you know, the guy died, which would bring the entire show down, or he just goes, he's gonna make it. He's fine. And everybody's like, yeah, yay! So I mean, that could have happened at the Harry Styles show. Yeah, he fell thirty-five, forty feet. Uh, you know, we see him go by on the camera shot, just a whoosh, this body falling into the crowd. Apparently, he missed the chairs and just landed on the floor, and he survived. Uh-huh. So pretty much wherever you're at now, uh, you're seeing record heat. Uh, we saw Denver hit 100. <laughs> Phoenix touched 114. It was 111 uh, close to where I live in Fort Worth this weekend. I think where I live... I think we wussed out and made it to like 105 or something like that. Las Vegas reached 109. It's supposed to be uh, 114 or 15 in the Carolinas today and tomorrow. So even if you suffer from hyperhidrosis or not, you are sweating. Whether you're a man, a woman, a youngster, uh, whether you're a, if you're a nervous sweater and have active lifestyles and actors and performers and business professionals, you're sweating now, whether you like it or not. And perhaps it's a good time for you to find out about sweat block. 
Yeah. Sweat block. Doctor created, doctor trusted. They have a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep your shirts dry, you don't pay. And there's over 14,000 five-star reviews on sweat block. You can check it out at sweatblock.com. I, uh, I am in love with this product. Uh, it keeps, uh, it keeps the old underarms, uh, from, uh, completely taking over my shirts. I don't have to change my shirts, uh, like I used to. Uh, and, uh, you know, especially, uh, on my, uh, my upper chest and my underarms, Whew, man, uh, it's nice to have the old sweat block antiperspirant wipes. Uh, they're stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You just apply them at night, right before you go to bed. Then the next morning you wake up, you take a shower and you go about your day without worrying about the sweat. That's guaranteed. Uh, we're literally talking about something you only have to apply once or twice a week. No more sweat problem. So if you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweat Block. Get it today, 20% off at sweatblock.com. Use the promo code Jeffy. Now you can go and get it at amazon.com as well. But I mean, what's the point if you're going to get 20% off with the promo code Jeffy? at sweatblock.com. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So the Tony Awards were this weekend, and I, oh, I know, <laughs> and I missed them. Darn the luck! And uh, I recorded it so I could go back and watch them. I just haven't got to them yet. Um, but I was looking at the list of the winners and to see who won, and you know if anything jumped out at me. And I see, you know, congratulations to the best musical, A Strange Loop, and. You know, the best play was the Layman Trilogy and uh, the Le Mans Trilogy. And uh, the best performance uh, of the actor was uh, Deidre O'Connell and Dana Age. But I did see where Six, the musical, Music and Lyrics by Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss, won for the best original score. And it was awesome. I mean, I was forced to listen to most of that soundtrack from the original Six and really awesome. I, I enjoy the heck out of that concert. Uh, well, concert or show, I should say. I mean, my daughter plays that, that soundtrack so much. It's a musical in a modern retelling of the lives of the six wives of Henry VIII. And as the queens take their turn singing and telling their stories, really fascinating and some fun songs about Henry VIII. <laughs> some of the songs are pretty big guy but uh it was well worth a lot of fun but it's still there it's still going on and then it got me uh i see where jennifer hudson won a tony award which then put her into the egot list congratulations to jennifer hudson jennifer hudson has an egot amazing um uh, 
you know, so, I mean, she has the Emmy and the Grammy and the Oscar and the Tony, which then got me looking at the EGOT list again. And I'm fascinated by the EGOT list. And, you know, John Legend uh, is on that list. Alan Menken, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Robert Lopez. Robert Lopez actually uh, has the shortest amount of time to get his EGOT, nine years Lopez, uh, I mean, he won his Emmy in 08, his Grammy in 12, uh, his Oscar in 2007. No, that I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong guy. Robert Lopez, 2008 for the Emmy, 2012 for the Grammy, 2013 for the Oscar, and 2004 was the first one uh, for the Tony. And so his nine-year span, uh, he got the EGOT completed. That's awesome. Uh, it took Jennifer Hudson 16 years. It took John Legend 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> and Robert Lopez was the youngest to get the EGOT because uh, John Legend was 39 years, eight months, and Robert Lopez was 39 years. Most of them are, you know, long time. And then they, you know, I mean, Rita Moreno, John Gilgood, Aubrey Hepburn, wow, just uh, Marvin Hamlish, Mel Brooks, Mike Nichols, Whoopi Goldberg, you know, our favorite is, uh, you know, she's agonizing now. But it took her uh, 16 years to get her EGOT, right? She won the Emmy in 02. She won the Grammy in 1986. She won the Oscar in 1990. She won the Tony in 2002, same year that she won the Emmy. Amazing. And then there's others on the list that are, uh, they have the EGOTs, but they're because they got special awards. You know, like Barbara Streisand, everybody, EGOT winner Barbara Streisand. Eh. I mean, she got a special Tony Award which, you know, gave her the EGOT. Liza Minnelli got a special Grammy Legend Award, which got her the EGOT. James Earl Jones. I'm not saying these people don't deserve it, but they got, you know, special honorary awards. Uh, James Earl Jones got one uh, for an Oscar. And uh, Harry Belafonte got one for an Oscar, a humanitarian award. And Quincy Jones got a humanitarian award for an Oscar which, uh, you know, gave him the EGOT. So, I mean, they're, and those guys, I'm not saying they don't deserve it, but it's just that they, you know, special little asterisk by their EGOT. They didn't really, they got an honorary award to get that EGOT. Now, some would say perhaps they, you know, spent some money. You get a humanitarian award and, you know, maybe, you know, you need that Oscar for the EGOT. So you spend a little extra cash just to get that honorary award so that you get the EGOT. Now, I'm sure that didn't happen. That's just me, you know, talking out loud, <laughs> being dumb. <laughs> Why would anybody do something like that, right? So I see where Amazon is uh, fighting back against uh, the Walmart announcement of drone delivery. They're saying, hey, we're going to be ordering, uh, we're going to be delivering by drones soon as well. They've already, you know, we talked about them testing it already and everybody is, uh, you know, reminded that only oh, had the one crash that started the fire and they've had a couple of accidents and it's not as safe as they claim. But I mean, they're being uh, inspected by the FAA and they've had the pilot program in, uh, in Lockford in California. And so, you know, the prime air is underway. They're saying it'll be free with your prime membership. And they're saying, uh, the delivery is five pounds. And they'll deliver it and they'll deliver it to your home. And you have to be inspected 
to show that the drone can land in your house. Now, I doubt that that means that an inspector is coming to your home. I mean, you use Google Earth, you can see your neighborhood and how big your yard is, and you know they can check that out. Plus, the drone has capability of moving uh, around, you know, poles and and uh, fireplaces or whatever sticking up in the sky. So I'm sure the drone can look down and go, "Ooh, yeah, no, I'm not landing there. Take care, I'm out." And uh, that's the way you go. You don't get your product. Uh, you can come by and pick it up, though. <laughs> and I know that, uh, I mean, we talked about Walmart and UPS. Uh, they all want to start delivering by drones. Walmart's saying that they're they're ready to go. Walmart uh, wants to step it up with their, uh, they struck deals with uh, Flytrex, Zipline, and Drone Up. And they're talking about uh, charging uh, some of the drone deliveries will be a fee, a drone delivery fee. And then, and then they're also splitting. So they're getting it both ways. I know. Think about it. Uh, you're getting, you're going to have to be charged a special fee. And then the drone up company or Zipline or Flytrex will get uh, half of what the product is. They're saying 10 pounds uh, for their delivery. If it fits, it flies, right? That's what the one Walmart guy said. Uh, so yeah, and you have to order it up through drone ups website. So they're using their site not Walmart's plus app, which is kind of strange. I'm not sure how that deal is going to work, but, uh, I, I feel like, you know, the inspections and everything is going to be done by, uh, remotely, not necessarily. You're not going to have bill stop by from Amazon. Oh, we noticed you've been getting a hamburger helper and we want to make sure that, uh, you know, our, our drone can land in your yard because the Walmart drone drops it down. Right, it doesn't even land. It just it just hovers over and drops down your hamburger helper and then flies away. <laughs> That's why you need the delivery, the roof delivery system. It just opens up, man. The drone is there and the remote opens up the delivery chute and in comes your goods. I'm telling you. That's the new houses will have the drone delivery chutes on the roofs. Plus, if you think that humans I was thinking about this the other day. Because originally we talked about uh, that's a good gig. You're gonna have to fly the the drones, and they're gonna need uh, they're gonna need uh, people to make sure that uh, the airspace is clear. That's all gonna be done by robots and computers. You're not gonna you're not gonna have to worry. The humans aren't gonna have to worry about it. <laughs> you don't you don't think you were gonna have a job, did you? No, stop it. No way. That's not gonna happen. We talked. I mean, all this week we've talked about how the Google engineer claims that his computer uh, has uh, is actually uh, you know thinking and talking for itself, having dialogue. Uh, you know he's talking to the uh, to uh, the LAMDA. Uh, Limon is talking to the computer and he's saying that uh, the chat box has become sentient. It's uh, it's thinking. It's human now. Oh, okay. Uh, no problem. So AI has come to life. That's good. That's good. And then earlier last week, we had the story about artificial intelligence uh, inventing its own language, which is good, right? Right. So the robots will be able to talk to themselves in their own language, and they'll be able to deliver your goods to your house. You won't have to worry about it. It'll look, it'll make sure that it can deliver the goods, and it'll drop it off at your house, and it'll let you know whether you can afford it. And if you can't afford it, they won't deliver it, and uh, you'll be good to go. <laughs> Most of us won't be able to afford it because we won't have jobs. But that's another story all in of itself. Just be ready. 
that, uh, you know, that is happening. So if, uh, you know, there's still going to be jobs for humans, but it's not going to be that many. And that is just a little bit scary. So I know today, the 14th of June, is Flag Day. So if you have a flag, go ahead and fly it. be great. I know the great Woodrow Wilson, uh, president 100 years ago, made it official, establishing June 14th as Flag Day. Uh, Many people fly their flags every day. So isn't every day Flag Day, really, if you're an American? Should be, right? I mean, anyway, I hope you're celebrating Flag Day with as much joy as ever before. (laughs) I know I am. So I see where uh, the European Space Agency just released data on more than 2 billion stars in the Milky Way collected by the space-based Gaia telescope. Amazing, right? I mean, I know that uh, this month or the next couple of weeks we have the planets all aligned up so you can see them you can look at them you see them all in the sky uh i think like 45 minutes before the sunrise so get up early uh venus mars jupiter and saturn in the night sky but that's nothing compared to this i mean the astronomers describe strange star quakes stel- with stellar dna asymmetric motions other and it's just incredible what they're finding on the uh, galaxy structure and the evolution over billions of years, uh, you know, and the life cycle of stars in our universe, just amazing. Um, and you know, we talked yesterday about the Xbox Bethesda. I know it's just a game. It's not real. Right. Uh, the new game, uh, Starfield, which has over a thousand planets and you can explore all of them across a hundred solar systems. So I'm sure that uh, the Starfield group over there at Xbox Bethesda are looking at this with new eyes, man. Thousands of solar system objects, uh, asteroids, moons of planets, millions of galaxies, quasars outside of the Milky Way. Uh, just amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And I wish I, I wish I was working for Xbox Bethesda creating their new... Uh, their new planets to explore in Starfield because it's got to be a fun time. Because not only are you creating, uh, you know, you're going to all these different places, you're creating your character and you are able to change as it goes, but you're creating your character that's going to do these travels. It's not the meta, but it's pretty close. Uh, If you could strap on the helmet, which I wish this was a helmet instead of this face goggles that they put on you. But, uh, you know, they, I I know you got to block your eyes. So that's all your eyes see. I get it. But, uh, if you could do those travels in the meta, and I'm not talking about walking, uh, you know, downtown in a city inside the meta and you've created your character and whether it's you or someone else, but, uh, it'd be really cool. (laughs) And I'm sure that they're working on it. I mean, they don't need me to, uh, you know, describe to them what they should be working on. But I would love to be working with these people on it because it's going to be really something when we can get into the 
the virtual reality and create these versions of ourselves inside the new world. It's going to be pretty awesome. And Jeff, you're just creating a fake person, not yourself. I know. That's the point. A couple things that are interesting in the news. Uh, Elon Musk is uh, set to address the Twitter employees this week. That should go over well, right? I know. <laughs> and I see that uh, Jake Paul is making friends and uh, winning new people over every day. Uh, he just posted uh, a, a brutal tweet. That said, uh, and this is Jake Paul, man. You're losing guys like Jake Paul. Times are going tough here in America. Uh, Biden accomplishments, highest gas prices, worst inflation, plummeting crypto prices, highest rent prices ever, created new incomprehensible language. If you're reading this and voted for Biden and you still don't regret it, then you are the American problem. Wow. Uh, I'm all for that. (laughs) <laughs> I am all for that, but, uh, wow. When you've got, uh, guys like Jake Paul bashing you, uh, time to give up. This administration needs to, uh, stop lying so much. You mean like every day, stop lying so much and, uh, maybe waking up a little bit and thinking, you know, uh, we, we should not lie. The problem is, is that if you believe that they're doing this on purpose, when they stop lying to you and start telling you the truth, what are you going to do then? And we still haven't found out what happened to the guys that uh, fell into the chocolate tank at the Mars factory in Pennsylvania at the end of last week. Uh, two contract workers, uh, we know, were doing maintenance on the tank and were unable to get out on their own. But we don't know how much chocolate there was in the tank. We know that it could have been a life-threatening situation. Uh, just to buy based on what needed to be done to get them out. Uh, they were t- rescued and taken to the hospital. There was no word on their conditions. We talked about, I don't know what it's like to get chocolate in all your orifices. I mean, it sounds like a, you know, there's plenty of jokes about, you know, if you're going to go, that's the way to go. But I don't know. I mean, it just seems like, oof, you have chocolate in every orifice. And then I was sent an email uh, to chewing the fat at theblaze.com. And uh, John uh, reminded me of an old bit that uh, the Smothers Brothers did. And uh, Tommy Smothers, I guess, fell into a vat of chocolate. I don't know if it was for a bit on the show or if it was just if it actually happened to him. And he was, you know, touring the Mars factory and fell into a vat of chocolate. But when Dick asked him uh, what he did, he said, I yelled fire. (laughs) So I don't know if these guys... Uh, you know, at the end of last week, hollered what they hollered for to get people to notice because uh, <laughs> uh, Tommy said he yelled fire because he didn't think anyone would respond if he yelled chocolate. I know. I know. Think about it. And another email I got uh, at uh, chewing the fat at theblaze.com got me thinking, uh, got me thinking quite a bit over the weekend. And I thought that is a good idea. I've given this a lot of thought. This is the email now. I've given this a lot of thought. And the most humane form of execution is the guillotine. We talked about the execution of the guy last week and, uh, you know, how 
Uh, I, I believe in corporal punishment and capital punishment, but, uh, you know, what if just one person was wrong? I know I've heard all the arguments, but these guys were convicted of doing such horrific things. And that's the thing, right? We, we got to believe that our system is convicting the right people. The instant separation from the brain, from the body. Uh, I thought about this after a colonoscopy. I'm not sure why you were thinking about a colonoscopy. Thinking about, you know, just guillotine me if you have a, during the colonoscopy. Uh, I was put under uh, with propofol and felt nothing until I woke up later. I didn't feel what the doctor did, and I doubt it would have left an instantaneous separation of my head from my body. I had no doubt. Well, that's a good point. So what do we give, you know, if our cruel and unusual punishment... Uh, do we just give everyone a little propofol Again, I'll stick them in the guillotine and off comes their head. Right. And so, uh, we talked someone, maybe we talked about it last week or I read about it from another email. I can't remember if we talked about it or not, where we should use, uh, the fentanyl that we're getting from, you know, crossing the border and finding and folded money, apparently at gas stations in Tennessee. And we use the fentanyl as the drug of choice to kill the prisoners who are on death row. That's not that bad of an idea, actually. It's not that bad of an idea. You can always send me your ideas, uh, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. YouTube is Chewing the Fat at uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And uh, I appreciate uh, all of you that are subscribers to Chewing the Fat Podcast. If you're listening to this, and you've made it this far, then you like the podcast. And if you're not a subscriber, you need to become a subscriber. Just choose a platform that makes you happy and become a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. Uh, it's free, but if you're listening now and you're not a subscriber, that means you're a freeloader and no one likes a freeloader, okay? and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.